0: I want to introduce the Red Hand listeners to a fantastic business who support the podcast. Hill Fitness is Northern Ireland's leading home gym equipment provider. Whether you're a total beginner buying your first weight set or a strength training veteran creating your dream home gym, Hill Fitness have you covered. From dumbbells to squat racks, gym flooring to exercise bikes, Hill Fitness have everything you need and more. The Red Hand listeners can receive an exclusive discount of 5% off their first order in-store or online. Just use code RED five all caps at the checkout. Check them out at hillfitnessuk.co.uk. That's discount code RED five all capitals for five percent off your first order at hillfitnessuk.co.uk. Hill Fitness make amazing home gyms happen.
1: The Red Hand is proudly partnered with Shredded Juice Bar, a fantastic local business based on Belfast's bustling Lisburn Road. Shredded Juice Bar stocks a range of fresh, healthy, wholesome and delicious foods and drinks. Fresh juices, smoothies, acai bowls, protein pots, overnight oats, protein balls, salads and wraps. You can tailor our menu to your needs. Everything is served just the way you like it. We're all about feel good food. Come and give us a try. We know you'll love it. We're open seven days a week that shredded juice bar on the Lisburn Road in Belfast. We look forward to seeing you soon.
0: So welcome to the Red Hand Podcast. If you didn't see the game last night, Ulster did get their bonus point win. It was 36-15 against the bottom of the URC side uh, from Italy, Zebra. So it closes the gap at the top of the table with league leaders, Leinster, big game against them next week, of course. So, as I say, if if you didn't watch it last night, I think it's fair to say Ulster were dominant, but they did make plenty of errors. They had their bonus point wrapped up by half-time. Tom Stewart got a couple of tries. Stuart Moore with a good uh, sweeping backline move try. Uh, Matty Ray similarly um, did very well to finish his. Callum Reed, John Andrew, you can imagine... uh, the type of try John Andrew got, it wasn't a halfway line (laughs) break. It was one of Ulster's classic uh, utilising the the rolling mall and uh, got over that way. So um, in terms of Ulster's record so far, that's their sixth win from seven URC games, which is not bad by anyone's standards. Two yellow cards were shipped by Sam Carter and Nathan Doak, which we'll talk about. Other talking points, I suppose the obvious one is Ian Henderson, Captain Fantastic, his return from injury, and the promising out-half Jake Flannery uh, making his maiden start for his adopted province. So, um, zebra's scores uh, came from Lorenzo Pani, the fullback. Uh, it was a good try, uh, scored in the corner, missed the conversion, uh, and... Eric Cronier got one at the very end of the game. So in the end, it was a pretty comfortable bonus point win. Maybe not as dominant as we would have hoped or expected, but um, not, not to be sniffed at, as uh, have uh, run a few teams pretty close this season. Um, so I think overall, you can be pretty happy with that. There's a slight mix of um, youth and experience in that team, giving a few guys a go. So look, a good result. Ulster will now prepare for a bigger test against Leinster next week and a couple of tough European games against Sale and La Rochelle in a run up to Christmas. So anyway, I'm joined today by Ulster fans Jack Fogarty and Ross Barnett to discuss the game. How are you both? Good, thank you. That's good. good. Peter. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Oh good. It's good to have you both. And um Ross, I just want to go to you now and ask you what was your overall impression of that game? Are you happy enough?
2: Uh okay, like Ulster. Let's be honest, Ulster didn't get out of second gear. They didn't need to. I'd say the game was won when they, when they went twelve nil up, and um, they took their foot off the gas. And when you look at the fixtures they have coming up, they got the job done. They got the five points to move on. And um, yep. Zebra weren't Zebra uh, weren't up. They weren't really up that much. Like yeah, they had the chances, but you, they they never really threatened. Like make a uh, pulling off a shock last night and. Yeah, it was a fairly routine victory for Ulster, even if they did ha- have uh, two yellow cards.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sold, sold out Kingspan, so uh, half price tickets helped with that, I suppose. Um, but it was great to see uh, the place absolutely packed out. Um, Jack, you, uh, you're our English correspondent. You you weren't able to go to the game. <laughs> uh, you <sat> sadly, you're <laughs> over yeah. there. <laughs> but uh, what did you think of Dan's selection for that game? So a bit of uh, a mix of experience and youth, but were mm-hmm. there guys that you would have liked to see maybe a wee bit more of given a start last night?
3: Yeah, well, I uh, I really liked uh, Dan's selection for this game. And um, like you say, that little bit of mix of, of experience and youth in there, like, Cormac and with Sam Carter who before tonight's game or last night's game was actually uh playing some decent rugby um and uh had a bit of a hider last night but uh Izzy Is he did Is he did well in that game and then I think sort of I had a, I had a bit of a selection uh conundrum myself whether they might stick Izzy at six which I would have loved to have mm. seen just to go big against uh you know a team that we were likely to win against and then in the back line like Flannery and there for the first start really looking forward to seeing what he can do um in the future for us and then just the likes of Stockdale and Hume and guys like that getting more game time getting minutes because obviously there's going back from injuries and little bits and bobs and, and things like that so just see a little bit more of that and um and yeah um there's there's actually loads of depth in the squad now so it's it's looking you know it's looking good to see you know for the future in terms of who we're gonna see more
0: of because it could be could be loads of fellas so yeah yeah and we'll talk we'll talk about some of the guys coming through uh individual performances in particular and and, and touching that like I, I suppose at the game last night there's good atmosphere uh uh it, it I suppose whenever Ulster had their opening two tries within I think it was the first eight minutes they had their two tries uh zebra came back into the game a wee bit and flattened the atmosphere um it wasn't until about the 50th minute that was ian henderson came on it was funny he just made an instant impact because they they got over for the mall try try almost immediately and it did lift the crowd a wee bit but look, i suppose it was one of those ones it wasn't wasn't in provincial you know it wasn't like a electric atmosphere but yeah. um good to see the place packed out nonetheless so yeah, I want to go back to you. What are the, you sort of touched on a couple of things there, but what were the key positives mm. do you think were uh, that Ulster can take away from last night? Yeah, I think
3: a lot of guys just got minutes like you know, under their belts. The guys like Flannery, not you know, his first, you know, his first competitive game. All right, he went on the emerging Ireland tour and, and he played pretty decently on that. But just getting into the systems of how Ulster play and everything, and and actually, you know, those first eight minutes, like you say everything was looking rosy. It was like they'd been playing together for years and, you know, the mall was going well. Guys were linking up in the midfield. So all these kind of patterns and, you know, dummy runs were were kind of looking really, really, really nice. So that was, you know, that was great to see. And actually, we, we you know, we did fall away in that little middle part of probably, well, certainly the first half, maybe a little bit in the second half, was sort of chop and change. But... I was, I was impressed the same, that they got back into it at that end of the first half and got, you know, got two tries at the end of the half bonus point, you know, happy days. And then kind of like Ross says, you know, it's a bit like, "Ah, well, you know, we've, we've kind of done that now. It's kind of like chill out. And then obviously in, you know, the second half, just trying to score a few more tries and just sort of put the big game to bed, which they did. So, so really it was very kind of workmanlike, wee bit, wee bit boring at some stages maybe where, you know, game got a bit scrappy, a few penalties, but you know guys played who ordinarily you know might not play um this game sort of last year um so it's just good to see that rotation and guys just you know guys just getting minutes as well so
0: yeah no absolutely um g- great to see and we'll talk a wee bit about Jake Flannery I thought he was one of the key talking points of the game we'll talk about him good to see guys getting getting a run out as you say look would have been quite interesting to see as a. true would, uh, Looked up his stats from last night. Maybe not. He, he put in a, a, a good shift, but I'd like to see him maybe freed up a wee bit at six um, mm. and see see um, how he, how he functions as that hybrid sort of six um, second row uh, combo that has become sort of quite popular. So um, anyway, Ross, look, it wasn't all rosy. I suppose uh, we bit we bit of rustiness, and you know, that's maybe partly due to the break, but. Um, what are the key things to learn or maybe improve on after this game? Uh, I
2: thought the I thought the pen, Ulster's penalty count meant it wasn't as close or sorry, it wasn't as one sided as it maybe should have been. Um, they, they gave away uh, they gave away some penalties and and maybe against better opposition, that would have been fair enough to give away just a few for like. Uh, keeping your hands on the ball, like hands on the ball a wee bit longer than the ref, than the ref wanted and those those penalties are okay to like break up um momentum but as, as i said in sort of the, the opening point zebra never really looked were, zebra were never really comfortable and also also always looked comfortable defend, defending them obviously there was there maybe a few bits and uh, moments in the second half where a couple of line breaks got made uh i think they were wet, winger, broke down the left in the build and uh, inside their own half and the build up their own tri- their own try but yeah the the probably the penalty count was the main thing and i think it, it it also took away from the sort of spectacle as well and as you said it was sort of uh, yes yes it was, it was a packed house but the, they were sort of damp like uh, in the second half the atmosphere sort of it, it uh, wasn't as vibrant as it was in the first half i'd say that was probably a reason why, and also couldn't they couldn't really get the momentum up. Like when they did get momentum up, like I think Ulster scored tries off their. I think it's four attacks in the first half, and the score tries off every single one of them, or maybe five five attacks and four tries. But I like, was a they were very uh very clinical. But yeah, probably the the penalty count was the the only thing. It was probably a little frustrating, but saying saying that they got the job done, so you can't really can't really, can't really complain too much.
0: I know, I know. Yeah, it's, uh, I like your positivity. I think there's there, there's a few sort of errors there, but like it's a group of guys after a break in rugby. I think you always see that there's a bit of rustiness, you know, and uh, just even handling errors, or maybe just guys aren't as much uh, sharp as they would like to be. Yeah. So, um, In terms of statistics, I'm reluctant to delve in too much to statistics because they don't tell the whole story. There's intangible stuff that goes on in a rugby match. But um, just looking, it gives you a bit of an indication. And I think in terms of what we expected to see was Ulster to completely dominate in terms of territory and possession. But what the statistics show is that they didn't really. It was actually about 50-50, both in terms of, territory and possession uh zebra went into Ulster's 22 more times so there uh, zebra were in 10 times to Ulster's nine now that speaks partly to Ulster's defense which is pretty good they soaked up and absorbed quite a lot of pressure but also um it, the fact that we are absorbing pressure against the bottom team uh at home in the URC. you know um you have to ask questions about that um Zebra also beat more defenders and it's something we don't really see that much of at this level, certainly not with Ulster because our defence has always been pretty good. Now It was pretty good close to the line, but in open play um, we missed uh, 18 tackles um, uh, which... Again, I I had to check that. 18 sounds like an awful lot. It sounds like too many. So I'm going, yeah. to, assume, I'm going to assume those stats are wrong. <laughs> uh, pe- pe- people dropping off tackles, maybe. Now there were there were a few, and we'll come to come to that in a minute. Uh, a few that I noticed, but there, there's no way I, I think they missed 18 tackles. But certainly, uh, Zebra did well to beat beat Ulster defenders. Um, they they had a bit about them, it's, you know. Zebra Z- are are improving, and they're not the sort of uh, walkovers that people have, have maybe expected or talked about in the past. Um, yep, they've, they've run a couple of the teams close, and we'll talk talk a wee bit more about that in a second. But like, just if, on the yep. team as well,
3: lads, I was I was looking at like some of the key guys that we were missing. So like Herring wasn't in the squad. Obviously handy, Handy was on the bench and it made a massive impact. But you know, we didn't have we didn't have Al O'Connor in the in this in the squad, no Billy Burns, no John Cooney, no Stuart McCluskey, no Mikey Lowry, like those guys would have like they they obviously play together a lot. And I think John Cooney is is still the kind of incumbent in the nine shirt for that reason because i think he just kind of him and billy burns it's kind of like the ireland selection where it's like oh they've just played together so much that they just make the team tick yeah and that's the thing i was i wasn't i wasn't too kind of disheartened by that i thought we did miss a load of tackles though and that was a wee bit disappointing because i was like lads are just a wee bit kind of maybe a wee bit lazy there and like James Hume fell off a couple and went high on a couple, and so did Marcus Ray. And it's kind of like this is a little bit kind of you know not up to like like kind of Ross was said like just sort of second gear thinking. Ah, we'll cool, just kind of cruise through this, you know. Yeah, the, yeah.
2: The, the only thing I'd say about the the miss tackles is like there's sometimes the register a missed tackle is registered and it it doesn't like it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like yeah. Uh, I was like in the I'm first to, minute. I'm to thinking of an example of that la- from last night. Um, I think there. So, so I, I, can't. But so say there's a player. and he misses a tackle, but there's he sort of shot up. You see quite a lot and scrum halves yeah. that shoot up. That just and then um try and put the ball carrier off. But yeah, they'll might make the tackle. So that will count as a missed tackle. Yeah. but it will have um it will have disrupted their momentum. It may have. Force like uh, yeah. a shovel down ball, uh, yeah. and force another error down the line, or maybe the ball carrier to step into a stronger player, like a, like a, maybe a back row or a forward or something, and then that mm-hmm. like them then make the tackle. That there's a lot of that happens, and it's generally it's I, I, I don't think I don't really do it as much. Maybe more in the in the sort of wide channels. Where their players would sort of shoot up and try and force. Um, and Andrew, Andrew Trimble was brilliant at it. Only he didn't really miss that many tackles. He was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he was always like, he was straight up and hit hitting his hitting his man. Um, and
1: exactly.
2: that, that, that's that's something because sometimes you'll I find I'll watch a match and I'll think oh the defense has been really 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 good and then say you go on and you see oh missed 20, 25 tackles and you're like yeah that doesn't necessarily mean the defense was bad yeah. it just means Hackle that were missed, yeah. basically meaning like yeah, it, it, it yeah, didn't
0: result. No, that, that's that's really helpful, Ross. And like I, I thought, it seemed strange that that number, and I don't think it's reflective. I'd I think you're right. I think it's number one. It's not accurate and it's not reflective of the game. Yeah. Say, saying that, I think there were too many missed tackles by anyone. Yeah. Would that be fair to say? Like, uh, There were nowhere near that number. But if you play that sort of, it wasn't particularly blitz defence last night, but as you say, if you rush up out of the line and you maybe, yeah. you maybe force an yeah. offload or put pressure on someone... Uh yeah. that, that's counted whereas it really shouldn't be. you know you should be rewarded for that type of type of work?
2: Yeah, um, and yeah, that's where sort of missed tackles are it's the, I, I, I think I it was to... There was there was one game, uh I think it was it was one of the international games recently. Um there was a like there's a player and you thought oh his defense was wasn't great because he uh he missed a tackle. Uh sorry, uh, Justin Tapurik. Uh, was it against who was it against? He missed two tackles. The two tackles he missed resulted in tries, and he made about yeah. 25 tackles. And then you you, <laughs> yeah. you the numbers if i actually watch the match 25 yeah. tackles made, two tackles ma- missed. Yeah, like they're pretty good numbers, but he's like carrying the team,
3: it. isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's that's sort of what I'm trying to exactly. Yeah. It's easy context.
3: Yes, you exactly. can have you can still have a good missed tackle if you know you're yeah. shutting down a score, right? So, you know, if James Hume shoots up out of the line, knocks a guy back in towards the traffic, and you know, we get a turnover at a miss tackle, but it's also a turnover. So yes, yeah, like yeah. the context yeah. of the of the miss tackle is, is quite a big thing. And James Hume did that early on in the game as well. I think he he went really high on this chap. He goes down the wing, but then I think Ethan mcelroy just like knocks him into touch, so he's forcing him towards the touchline, and then you know just by luck more than design. But you know he still used the defender as a or the the touchline as an extra defender, as they always say. So worked yeah. out, worked out in the end. But against better tight ty- better sides, that's that's not gonna you know that's not gonna work, is it? So we're gonna get punished if we do that against the likes of Leinster, clr shell who we've all got coming up. So
0: yeah, I know <laughs> absolutely, but I'm sure. I mean. Uh, in terms of the, the, the tackle count, I, I think I think well to go back on that point slightly. The um, the best way sometimes to test this is the eye test, which basically involves watching the game, <laughs> which some sometimes uh, even rugby writers and things like that don't do sufficiently well. You know, just watch yeah. it and go. Look, mm. does it look like he played pretty well. And if so, uh, you don't need to pay too much heed to statistics, you know. Uh, uh, That's why I'm sort of reluctant to go to them, but interesting nonetheless. Um, Mm -hmm. So in terms of uh, players you'd pick out for Ulster, Jack, who uh, particularly impressed you talking about individuals now? Are there a few guys who really stood out? Yeah, so uh, the guys that I've uh, picked out, I've got got three in my head, uh, were
3: Callum Reid purely just for that amazing sidestep uh (laughs) like halfway through the first half absolutely outrageous uh absolutely loved it and um and you know what in the scrum as well sort of did did a really good job held up well um i don't know if we got any kind of penalties from that but just the confidence of the guy like he just looked like he was out there and he deserved to be out there just enjoying his rugby like you know he clearly he clearly wants to be a back doesn't he like he clearly wants to be like you know Uh, you know, inside, outside centre or something something like that, but he just absolutely tore it up, thought he was great Um, although he didn't do great on the tight head side when he came on for that last scrum. but nevertheless we'll not talk about that Uh, Ethan McElroy um, had an incredible first half. He was just everywhere, taking high balls. You know, um, you know, making some, making some good little meters here and there in like in contact as well, which he's not hugely known for. But he did a really good job there. And then I had my eye on Jake Flannery from the start, so I was I was watching him. And again, a little bit, a little bit similar to Callum Reid. He 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 clearly has a lot of confidence, and he clearly knows the sort of system that he's trying to play. But just a few little errors in there, but he still he still really impressed me because it's his first game of the season. It's sort of end of November. He's probably a wee bit nervous about his first start. And, you know, he made a few errors, but he did it with a with a, a kind of an air of confidence, which I was like, you know what, he's tried it. He's gone with the left foot sometimes and, you know, kick, in, kick out in the full, but we were going backwards anyway. So he's just, you know, he's just seeing how the, how the game's going. And he's like, right, I'm going to have to just make a call here, boots it up in the air goes out on the phone but it's all right okay well you know better that than making you know trying to make some kind of crazy line break and, and go for it but like that first half that first 10 minutes he was running the whole show and at one point he gets you know he gets hit um as he goes up for a high ball but he goes up for a high ball and actually positions his body so the ball goes back if he knocks that on we we don't score our um second try so um He gets back up james hume plays 10 for a little bit um for that sort of second try he's kind of moving the ball out a wee bit and then flannery comes back in sets up a few sort of outside pods in the the midfield and then again just the interplay, like a couple of offloads um just chatting to the to the forwards making sure they're in the right positions and then and then manny ray just you know steams through for that second try which is probably i don't know probably the try of the night i'd say just in terms of like a lot of guys got their hands on the ball. It was it was looking really good. And and you know, I think Jake Flannery is probably the uh, you know a good sort of reason for that. And uh I just yeah, I was just really excited to see how he played. So I'm glad that he just had a, a few really, really good moments where he definitely showed what he could do.
0: Yeah, yeah, and thanks for that, Jack. And intrigued by this idea of um, Callum Reed being experimented with that scent There is as a Bastaroo style, um. definitely, <laughs> definitely.
3: <laughs> Cormac, Cormac at six, and uh, you know Callum Reed at twelve when Stuart's not there. That's what
0: we should uh, we should do next. Why not? Why not? I know. Uh, see, see what happens. Um, <laughs> no, that's 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 great. And look, there are some. There were <clears throat> there were some great individual performances. Guys who stood out. Uh, Ross, if you want to um, touch on that as well, do you know guys who particularly impressed you, uh, but more guys that you're excited to see more of um, in the future yeah. for Ulster?
2: So, um Jack sort of already touched on Callum Reid. Um, I just, I, I, just remember being so excited about seeing him in action. He's about, I think it was maybe two or three seasons ago, he played in the A game. It was, uh, I remember watching it in BBC. It was one of the few A games that it was televised in BBC oh, against yeah. Leicester. And he scored an unbelievable I'm try sorry. from about uh, the ten meter line against I Leicester. Know. And yeah. he like stepped the full back. It was odd, brilliant. <laughs> but uh, we didn't really get to see that, you get to see his pace, but he is he's like like he's like so quick. Yeah. Maybe not as quick as like Tom Stewart, but he's, he's no slouch and um I think that the, with the way Ulster looking to play. Um, with as you you saw in the Matty Ray try, both Callum Reid and Marty Moore had big uh, parts to play in it. Marty, Marty Moore with the the soft hands, and then Reid with the footwork. Um, I think Callum Reid could be a, a, a big part of Ulster's future. Um, mm. and I, I I I like what I see with uh, with the ball with, from him with the ball in hand. I think he I think he's a top top ball carrier and uh sort of dis- distributor. Like, I sort of noticed like on on Twitter you'd see the um, props like and it, it'd always be clipped if they do something like outrageous like for example Tag Furlong with like the the font there uh, against Australia yeah. uh, but like more more of that and then like ta- sort of Tag Furlong's performance against Australia it was more he uh, was like a distributor and I'm like why can they not do that like surely, a like a professional rugby player would be can be able to do all of them jobs and like I I just I I think need more of that in the game and uh, if like Callum Reid and Marty Mur and uh, even Eric was even Eric Sullivan as well yeah, yeah props holster and um, they're well capable of doing that like I'm not I'm not saying they have to run the whole show but like mm-hmm. being able to um be like a first receiver off nine uh distributed out the back. Um, out the back of a couple of screen runners or suck in a tackler and then pop to the next man to create a wee bit of space. To be fair, I also have been so good at uh, over the last over the last few years, then I think um, I really need more to that. And it, it, it's a massive strength. They get that. last night they got quite a bit of joy, um, particularly with the screen runners. You had maybe three or four forwards stand um, expecting a pop off either nine or another forward off nine. Um, and then it just go maybe back out, out the back door to, I think, I can't remember if it was maybe Stuart Moore, Flannery, Planner, or another back, or even Stoker uh, or McDonald's. Um, and it actually it actually sucked in a bit, else, a bit out of the deeper defence, although we didn't maybe get to see that as much, but that could be down to the fact that ultimately we maybe didn't have as much possession as maybe we'd, we'd expect them to have. It, the, other, the other one, and it, it's, it's actually similar and the other player, is actually sort of a similar reason. Is Cormac is a trick. like he's plenty of experience in the seventh circuit with Ireland. He's got footwork. He's quite quick. He has obviously if he's played uh, sevens and he's quite physical. Um, I think I I think it'd be good to like see him. You know the way like they operate in pods. If he operates in like one of the wide pods and is see what his handling is like, and um, maybe get off a few offloads get. Put one of the wingers down down the flanks, um, a little, I suppose, a little bit like Sean Reedy used to do. He would have stayed out on the flanks, and even I think Marshall, Marshall could say he was more of a ball carrier in, uh in midfield, but I uh, definitely looking forward to seeing more of his a trip Um, I think that was, that was his is second appearance. Sorry, it was actually his, his fourth appearance of the season, but he's only now clocked up hundred minutes, so um, it'll be, it'll be it'll be good to see him get an extended run run of time in the team um throughout the rest of the season. One final player and he's actually injured at the minute and I was so disappointed when they put up the uh also put up the squad update on uh last week. Uh, Jude Possell I thought this would have been a fantastic game to have him in. took him in the thirteen channel um either Marshall or Hume on his inside and I, I thought I thought he could have done done really well. um I think he's 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 a real he's quick but he's really strong and he's powerful. Um, sort of similar player to like Ben Moxham. He can play he can play centre, he can also play on the wing. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing him uh, make his debut. Uh, when he recovers, uh, from his injury, which hopefully isn't too far down the line.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I can't, I can't wait to see more of him because um, people have been talking him up, and uh, I'd, I'd like to see. Do you know how he, how he gets on? In terms of Callum Reid, look, completely agree. I I remember watching him playing for Inst, and he really stood out as uh, this. Do you know the way you watch uh, young guys? You can sort of tell this guy's special. Do you know he's he's going to be? He's not only going to be a, a professional rugby player. He's going to go on the the great things, and I think Callum Reid's on the right tra- trajectory. Do you know? Uh, props uh, tend to tends to be their mid the late twenties before they fully hit their peak. Uh, guys like Callum Reid, though, given how dynamic he is in terms of his carrying, his overall involvements in the game, his his hands and the hands uh, the soft hands you're talking about there, Ross. And um, I think that's partly a product Dan Super is pretty big on, on that, you know. And I think it's in New Zealand sort of. It's a Kiwi trait to, to see uh it is absolutely essential that even forwards can contribute uh, in terms of hands distribution should be able to do everything backs can do. Um, uh, so I think uh, we give some credit to, to Dan Super for, for that. And uh, can't, can't yeah, we, yeah. Tom, Tom Stewart with uh, carries 11 carries each, um, which is, uh uh Joint top in the pack. Um, the next highest, I think, was seven from um, from Izzetukwu. So, um, but it's interesting. Interestingly, about statistics, you know, Freeman made a few carries, but he made over twenty meters of those carries, and I think that's significant because it's not reflected. You know, you you could go, oh, Freeman made four carries or whatever it was. Doesn't sound great, especially whenever he's basically come into a place could say who is destructive with his carrying, but his carries that he makes are important. They tend to be close quarters. They give Ulster go forward ball at key times. And um, we do need, we do need the other guys to chip in a wee bit more. So we probably did miss Timoney a wee bit. Um, uh, I love that back row of Timony, Mari Ray and Freemulean. I think it's, sorry, Marcus Ray, uh, Ray Timony, and Freemulean. I think it's really well balanced, you know. Um, so, but we probably do miss Timony a wee bit, just in terms of his ball carrying. So, uh, is it true, he made a decent number of carries. Probably like to see more of him. As you say, Jack earlier, maybe you'd like to see him freed up a wee bit and see what he can do from six. Yeah. Um, mm. Matty Ray you now is fairly quiet defensively. Um, that's one of the things I took away from the stats. Um, I'd like to see him, given his size and physicality, do you know he's a big guy, do you know, his frame, and I'd like to see him impose himself a bit more, make some massive hits. Um, we didn't see too much of that last night. Uh, the other player that we haven't mentioned a huge amount yet is Stockdale, and I'd like to see Stockdale get Involved a wee bit more, a few missed tackles. He he looks a bit rusty, and look, I just love to see. I think we're all so excited to see Stockdale get back and doing what what he can do best. So um, uh, I think yeah, we'll we'll see him grow more into games. So we need Stockdale firing on all cylinders. You know that's he's he's one of our few sort of genuinely world class players, and um, I'd love to see him him start to. Uh, return to form a, w- a wee bit more so uh, just very briefly in terms of of talking points Jack we're going to talk a wee bit about Ian Henderson how important is oh. Ian Henderson for Ulster
3: yeah I I was um obviously obviously sort of watching the second half thinking thinking okay when when's Hendy going to come on and um, if you if you like if you went off to get a you know to get a cup of tea and then you came back and you saw the line out with Hendy in it well that that next sort of five minutes of play just it completely exemplifies how much he just raises the like intensity and just the cohesiveness of the entire team. Everybody just was that like yard quicker to the tackle, like pressure, um, pressuring the sort of the zebra kind of attack, sort of making them go backwards. Obviously, he comes straight on and they score a mall try, and that's of course just handy in a nutshell but like just I don't know he just seems like such a I don't know like such a, a spiritual leader like when he comes on everyone's just like oh well Handys here we need to like we need to like step up it's a little bit when Brian O'Driscoll played for Ireland it was like whenever he played everyone else played better so he came on and everybody kind of looked at each other and kind of thinking oh lads Handys here now we better like we better step it up actually and they actually did and they they were class for like five ten minutes it was like oh crap, like Henderson really, really makes us play well. And um, it was just great. I just thought, you know, we were all wondering when he was going to, when he was going to come back. And the longer and longer they stay out, you kind of think, oh, well, is there going to, is there going to set back or something? But I think they were just being really, really kind of cautious with his return because he's had some miraculous recoveries in the past, but then he's got himself, you know, a little niggle here, or there, and he's just been out for a couple of weeks or, you know, couple weeks more so just really happy that he's that he's out there you know playing again and he looked like he was he looked like he was absolutely firing after the game he was chatting to bbc i think and he he was he was (laughs) his usual self chatting at like a million miles an hour and just looked just super pumped to be out there playing again so he's he's absolutely massive for us and you know he's going to be key um for you know Big games against you know, but well, like the next the next three games, for example. But towards the tail end of the season, we need to sort of make sure he's 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 ready for for the end of the season as well, because he's going to be he's going to be key, not for just Ulster but probably Ireland as
0: well. So yeah, he was he was class when he came on. Oh, it's great to see Handy back last night. Um, yeah, the the crowd definitely gave everyone a lift, including the crowd. And as you say, his impact can't be underestimated. Just uh, <laughs> like he didn't get the try, but. You're right, I think everyone's just like, here lad, Sandy's on, let's score. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. don't, we don't want to let them down. Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Ross, in terms of, just on that point, um, the line-out mall is a potent attacking weapon for Ulster. Tell us a wee bit more about how important that is as part of our game plan.
2: So, sort of over the, la- like, over the last few years, you've really seen um, an uptick um, not necessarily Ulster's game, but just sort of the wider game of the amount of mall tries that are scored. And um especially when you get two very lopsided teams. So a really strong team and a really like and a not so strong team. Um the mall it the, the weaker team always struggles to defend the mall. Um it, it's it's something it's something it puts, it puts puts the weaker sides at a massive dis at, at, at a massive disadvantage. It gives the big the bigger team almost gives them sort of gives them an armchair right. Uh, which, but I'm not I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing or anything. It's more just an observation. Um, but like if you if you're looking this season, Ul- Ulster's hookers have scored in all but one match. The only match they didn't score was the uh 39 win over the Scarlets, and uh, that was because. The conditions didn't really. They weren't. They could go throw the ball about, and I think the Scarlet side. The Scarlet side they didn't want to defend that day. Um both Tom Stewart and John Andrew, they're one and two in Ulster's try scoring charts. Four and three. Yeah, Ulster haven't probably uh, nobody's sort of running away with it. But uh, when you look at the amount of minutes they've played, Tom Stewart's only played 181. That's four tries, 181 minutes this season. That's that's good. That's good going. Um, that's two try two tries every. I was, I'm in World Cup mode. As is going to be two tries every ninety minutes, but it's not. It's uh, eighty minutes for rugby players. Uh, and then Andrew, he, he's played more two hundred seventeen minutes. Um, uh, I don't I, I should have got it the hand, but I don't have the hand. Uh, Rob Herring is uh um sorry no it is it's John Andrew. When you look at his uh scoring stats from two thousand seventeen compared to his scoring stats before that it's uh, it's quite it's quite a difference and you can it's it's all sort of started before that but um since 2017 the start of the 2017 season sorry uh, John Andrews made 74 appearances scoring 16 tries before that um he out of all ta- his all- time as Ulster career he's 101 appearances 18 tries uh, Rob Herring, is that, Rob Herring's probably a better and even better uh, uh, observation of that? Uh, since the start of two thousand seventeen, he ninety nine appearances, scoring twenty six tries. All time, Ulster career, two hundred nineteen appearances, thirty two tries. So he, before two thousand and seventeen, that's over a hundred try or hundred games, and he'd only scored six tries. Obviously, there's a lot of that. He was playing um, maybe second fiddle to obviously Rory Best. He still would have got game time when. Best was away again playing for Ireland, um. But I think it that is probably Rob the Rob Herring is probably the the best the the best uh, view that I can see of how Ulster's mall has sort of it's really rocketed in the last sort of five years or so. And it's yeah. spare players keep doing it. It gets the yeah. three three tries there <laughs> last night from mall. Um, it's fifteen points. The fifteen points did probably um. They 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 worked hard for and they deserve um but it's 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 you'd still say they know what to do they've done it that often they get to five meters out you're almost well I know I'm anytime a five meter line out or even like even like a seven eight meter line out uh, from the opposition line doesn't end in a try I'm more shocked just because of how potent Ulster's mall has been over the last few seasons yeah. um uh which them keep going keep it lit uh, yeah. and hopefully you get a few more more tries again in
0: the next three or four games <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely it's a, it's a real skill and it's it's an important yeah. uh, it's a really important way to score tries and it might not be the most exciting f- for fans to watch but like, to be honest if we can score regularly using that method against, against the top teams I don't care how we win do you know if this gets us to European final yeah. and we grind out sort of all rollover tries fantastic Um, yeah in terms of in terms of the uh uh, other talking points again i want to talk a wee bit about the yellow cards so there were two and they sort of are contrasting and and what they're (laughs) given for um in terms of Sam Carter's. Well, we'll talk about both of them, and you can maybe offer a view each on Carter uh, getting a yellow card for what was a fairly needless uh, (laughs) (laughs) to put it lightly and be polite, yeah, Uh, bit bit of needless bit of play. And then Dukes as well, which could have gone either way. Like I need to watch it again a few times. Uh, Couldn't couldn't see it all that well, but look in terms of those yellow cards, tell us a wee bit about your your thoughts and. On both of those.
2: So, Car- Carter's it um, it was for it was basically it was quite cynical, not for for preventing the uh, quick tap penalty for Zebra. Um, I thought yeah. it was fair enough, to be honest. It was uh, just
3: dumb, wasn't it?
2: Maybe maybe you're maybe the boy went down a wee bit soft, but like Carter. It's very it's, it's it's
3: very funny. He's like running <laughs> into him with his arms up, like oh, I'm yeah. not doing anything, and it's <laughs> yeah.
2: like <laughs> yeah.
0: Carter, what are
3: yeah. you doing I know. <laughs> Obviously it... you're gonna get yellow carded. Yeah,
0: I know. It's as it... if he thinks it absolves him of all guilt. If you have your arms in the air, it's like, well, yeah, he had his arms in the air, so no yellow card, but yeah, it was I can't remember when that was exactly, like what
3: minute of the game that was, but it was right in that. Like, period where we just gave away like five or six <clears> penalties, <throat> and then Carter just thinks, Ah, oh, well, stuff like we're just not playing well. I'll just like get myself yellow card. And it was just like, All right, yeah. lad, like have a bit more faith in this in the team. Like, but he just, I think he just had enough. He was just like, This is crap. I'm gonna go for 10 minutes just for a chill.
2: And <laughs> uh, like the, the the other one, uh, um, it's it's sort of parallel to sort of, the is a chukwis against Munster, and I'm um, actually considering where it was in the pitch before as like before as a chukwu against munster you'd have been like there's not real threat because also plenty of players as far as i remember also had enough players back to prevent any significant inline breaches yeah by uh zebras so i like on the base of it it, like, it probably was the yellow card i think maybe I think Carter was sort of hedging his bets, and I, I yeah. can't really blame I can't really blame him for it. Just, I think you know, is he's like I slowed down, slowed the play down a wee yeah. bit, and uh, just halted momentum. They had a wee bit of momentum, and got a penalty, too. quick, like made a bit, yeah. of, made a bit of yards, and like, it didn't pay off. And, and no, so,
0: yeah, and, but, but I think, uh, yeah. oh, sorry, Jack, go ahead.
2: No, I
3: was just going to say, Izzy's was a little bit more kind of petulant, where he was kind of just like, I don't know if it's a penalty for us or them, and he just kind of like, sort of paws at it with mm-hmm. a big sort of big right hand, and then Carters is just like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to get yellow carded, but he, you know, and like I said, he goes down a bit, he goes down a bit soft, and sometimes the ref says play on, or he plays advantage, and he just sees what happens, yeah. and, but yeah. Carter, I think, you know, he's still a fairly big lad, it's like, you... Like, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be seen, bud. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it was a bit of a <laughs> bit of a weird one. But the Dokes is a yeah. Dokes is a real
0: interesting one, isn't it? Like, well, what did you think on balance? Was it a red? Was it a yellow? I think uh, once you give a yellow, it's interesting because you're admitting there was foil play. Okay, so he's put him beyond again. I need to say it again in slow motion, but puts him beyond the horizontal. Doesn't make an attempt to set him down. Apart from, do you know he? effectively, the guy goes down, he gets an arm out, but there's no, there's no care taken by Duke to put him down in a safe way or take him back beyond the horizontal. Um, So like, in terms of mitigation, you could argue like, it was a decent tackle. I mean, I think if you stuck that tackle in a club match, you'd be delighted with yourself. I'm uh, <laughs> not, not, not defending it, but it, it was just a good tackle, but I think he's taken him... He's taken him beyond the horizontal almost by accident, uh, I think. So, uh, yeah, interested to hear your guys' thoughts. Go ahead, Ross. Do you
2: want to go or? Oh, um, so uh, again, I'm sort of going off memory. I, I really need I need the clip in front of me uh, to make it. But from what I remember, he, like the zebra player's legs were they were clearly beyond the horizontal. Um, did he?
0: did he drop him down or did he really like- i see i'm i'm gonna i'm just yeah <clears throat> sorry Peter. well oh sorry i was gonna say as far as i i'm concerned he he was holding on to him do you know he he didn't drop him but he okay. didn't he didn't lower him do you know what i mean so yes. some, that only really ever applies if you accidentally hit someone in the air or something or they're uh jumping to catch yeah. a ball and you don't want them to slam into the ground now in this type of tackle Lowering basically involves completing the tackle. Do you know what I mean? But it wasn't there was no care taken to ensure that the guy didn't land on his head. So in that sense you See, this
3: is where I this is where I have a problem with it because yeah. they, they went through it all. And I actually think because he because he lifts him, there is there's obvious duty of care, sort of yeah. so to speak, that okay, do well you've lifted him now. But I actually don't think that his legs go beyond horizontal. I actually oh, okay. think that Dok Dok lifts him and he thinks, okay, geez, I've lifted him now. And he's kind of like he's kind of like trotting sideways. And then I actually think the zebra player thinks, oh crap, I'm gonna get spear tackled here. Mm. So he tucks his head in, which yeah. means that Dok is kind of moving with him. And then when he when he tucks his head in, that then creates the motion of him his head hitting the floor. And then Dok's like, up. Oh, geez well, I have no option now but to just kind of def- sort of complete the tackle. Yeah. So I don't I don't think Doug's actually done a huge a lot wrong. I'm glad it was just yellow. I I at the time I was thinking like, geez, well, this is the, the zebra player is just endangering himself by by like deliberately twisting and turning himself inwards. And actually, if he had probably just sort of tried to, I mean, I mean it's kind kind of hard to stay upright when you're, you know, horizontal to the ground, but I was like, Uh, is that actually even Doke's fault? Like, he lifts him, but he's not driving him into the floor. He's lifting him. He's not, like, doing it at any real pace.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, I
3: was like, that's, that's, if that's a red card, that would have been extremely harsh. And he lands on his head and he's got to protect the player. So it's obviously going to be a penalty or a yellow card. But Mm -hmm. I was like, Doke has really not shown any kind of intent. Not not that anyone actually intends. I mean, the the thing with Ches and Colby, Ches and Colby, uh, for the Ireland in the Ireland game, he picks up Mac Hansen and he drives him into the floor. Yeah, yeah. And just because he lands on his back, they think, oh well, that's, that's only a yellow card because he's landed on his back. But if you look at Doug's one, he lifts him up and he kind of he's thinking. You could see him kind of going like, oh well, I'm in trouble now if I don't put him down safely. And yeah. I don't think he does anything wrong, Doug, But you know, you pay the price for lifting him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, look I'm actually watch, I've actually watched the clip a few times. I actually have it here in front of me. I and mean, look, if you watch the, the tackle at full speed, it looks completely innocuous, okay? So yeah. the referee actually gives a scrum to the old stern. And it's overturned, okay? So it's uh, the yellows then given. Right, yeah. So the referee doesn't see anything wrong with it. He just sees a tackle with a knock on. And the guy, obviously, he's, he's extending his, his right arm, the ball pops out and and, and the uh, the ref just says a uh, scrummelster he's not that on. Yeah. Um, so interesting, I think you just and you have to use the abundance and the abundance of caution. I think referees will, of course, uh, will err on the side of caution and give uh, give yellows for this type of thing. But I think a yellow on balance is probably fair for that. Uh, rather than yeah. a red I think uh all that says I think I think that's probably fair enough and it did take a few watches do you know and I think where you have to watch something a few times generally you probably have to say look it's a, it's a yellow okay so um yeah uh, in terms of uh the only th- other thing I was going to add to this sort of section was um we already talked about how good Tom Stewart is, so I don't really need to, to go into detail about that. I think his ceiling is so high. Um, he's a very dynamic, modern style of hooker. Um i he contributes around, around the pitch, his ability to um some sometimes people say, Oh, hookers get for scoring those line out tries, maybe get too much credit, but it takes a bit of skill to stare from the back of the scrum. And also, you also have to have a degree of um, dynamism and power to to force your way over and crash over uh, off the back of a line-out uh, line mall. So I just wanted to touch on how good Tomster is, and I think he's very good. That was the only other point I really wanted to add to that segment. Um, in terms of Zebra, uh, just very briefly, if any of you have sort of an opinion on how... They're getting on. They're bottom of the table. Don't look like too bad a side. Put up a decent bit of pressure against Ulster. Any thoughts on Zebra generally?
2: uh there. Last night, I think they were they were beat before they got onto the pitch. It's like I think they knew it was gonna be a, a tough game. Like it was always gonna be a tough game. When and then you look at the number of internationals. Ulster were able to field a number of A internationals and under twenties and players that have had ha- that have had European experience. When you look at that, it was it was always a tough ask. Um, zebra zebra always they're they're always capable of pulling off a shock result. I'd say they're more so at home than they are away. Um, I still don't I don't think they're I still think Benetton are the Benetton are the better Italian side and they're probably the better Italian side by. A mar- a decent margin at
3: the minute. Yeah. Well, the two the two Italian teams really get um get a raw deal during the international breaks, don't they? So this game for us is like, ah, well, we can stick whoever we want in here and we'll probably get a bonus point win out of it. But if we go down there with you know makeshift 23 and we're not firing on all cylinders and they've got some internationals back, they can you know they can sneak a result. And I mean just yeah. the first game of the season. They run they run Leinster to the wire pretty much. Mm-hmm. So and they showed it in a few few wee, you know um few instances at the weekend like the wee fullback who plays with the mouth guard half out i thought that was an interesting um tactic i was like what are you doing bud? put that in um and he, he looked decent got a wee handoff on uh on jacob you know and uh and, and scores a nice wee try again not sure about the celebration but you know fair play um and and like yeah, they've got they've got some decent players there. You know they you know Matt Matt Kvesic is is over there now from what was he Worcester before yeah yeah um so like there's there's some little some some good wee players there but like you say like you know they're not going to come to Ravenhill or and, and and get a result they're just fighting for scraps and and, and that's exactly what they did we yeah. we let them into the game with a lot of penalties and if if we hadn't we we probably actually even even saying that we probably should have put about. 45 50 on them really because we we missed kicks and we, we we missed a couple of scores and actually we gave them far too much ball so we probably should have uh put them away even even sooner um than we yeah. did but yeah, you know i'm interested to see how they how they go for the rest of the rest of the season
0: yeah no absolutely and the, the, there'll be tougher tests ahead uh leinster away being one of them is always a tricky one I, um we, we did the double over over Leinster uh, last season, but uh, in terms of uh, the other games coming up, Sale away, La shell at home, or the next two after that. So, Ross, how much more of a test will this Leinster game be? Can we expect to come away with uh, with anything?
2: Oh, uh, massive, uh, massive test. I hear. I you see at the minute I'll back Ulster against most against most teams, and I don't see why they can't go down to Leinster. The show last year. They could do it they put in a like the performance the performance they put in last year against the was was fantastic this gave this game was almost sort of it was the best the ideal preparation the no injuries coming from it they were able to sort of coast through it didn't they didn't have to didn't have to break a sweat um should still be fairly fresh um you've got him Hen- the likes of henderson uh allen and uh Flannery getting game time. Uh, Henderson that Hen Fl- uh, Allen's that's only his second game. Flannery and Henderson that's both their first game for Ulster of the season. Uh, Henderson obviously he's coming up off a uh, bit of an injury. Um, just get them get them back playing together. Uh, it'll be it'll be it'll be tougher the 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 Lentier match, but I see no reason why they can't go down there and get get another win.
0: Absolutely, and f- fingers crossed. And, and there will be um, with with Handy back in, and uh, uh, maybe a, a fuller strength team. Do you know, I think that there's there's absolutely no reason to to think that we can't get a result. In terms of the other games, Jack, you look ahead to those games, sail away, Laura. home, are you? Is confident? There's Ross that we can beat anyone on our day. Oh
3: yeah, love the love the confidence. Um, so yeah. I think yeah, Leinster away will be, you know, that'll be pretty easy, probably like 25-point win or something like that. And then uh, (laughs) and then sale, I think sail away is it's gonna it's gonna be that's gonna be tough. Like they were going good guns at the start of the at the start of the season. And I just thought, oh, of course, of course, like sale hit some form as soon as we're about to play them. And then I thought in the recent weeks when I think just before the break and stuff, I thought, oh maybe, maybe they can be can be kind of kind of got kind of got up. But um, I'm really, I'm really not too sure. We 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 seem to just turn up for the big European games and the big kind of knockout games, which is actually a far cry from where we were maybe a few um, a few seasons ago. And I honestly think that we can win both of them, but we would have to. We we'd be. I think we'd. Score scrape through I don't think we're I don't think we're gonna go to Manchester or Salford is it and and like completely blow sail away like we're not gonna we're gonna have to play some smart some smart rugby and um and, and get a and get a result there but we're starting games really well we we are finishing more games well than than we were getting the we were getting that badly wrong last year with like the game against uh Claremont at home and stuff so if we can start well control the sort of territory and stuff then I think we've got enough to sort of trouble teams and I think actually the game next the game next week against Leinster is going to be really interesting because I think both sides are going to go with absolute full noise first strength because it's the week before the European games so this could be the first time in a long time that we see Ulster Leinster go full noise and absolutely go you know, like full guns blazing for this uh Interpro um where you normally see second and third string sides from from both teams so that's really going to set us up well if it's gonna you know actually you know help with regards to playing sale and 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 lara shell with injuries and all that we'll just have to wait and see but uh always got to back the boys at home and uh expect to win there so yeah be happy with one out of two if if we do lose that game to sale but
0: um yeah it's gonna be close yeah yeah no I I I I'm similarly positive. Sorry, Ross, are you gonna say something?
2: I, I know it's just, it's just on Larish and Seal. Like I'm not I don't think Ulster could have got two harder fixtures at the minute. Like both of them are second in their respective league, leagues. Lara you're defending European champions, the the Will Skelton, I think the, just the oh name gosh. Will Skelton. I know. <laughs> <Leinster fans>. Um <laughs> he like he, he he's, he's a he's terrific player. Uh Seal they are sort of the Manu Toulaghi is back he's back, he's playing and he's playing regularly he's playing well with George Ford George Ford single almost single-handedly um, denied Ulster a place in the Challenge Cup final uh, with that second half performance him and Ellis Genge, yeah. uh were magnificent uh, Ford has I think I think Ford's been one of the best player, best out-halves in England for the last three or four seasons we see when like when Le- I would have gone to a few Leicester games when I was over there, and that was, Le- that was when Leicester were re- really bad. And <laughs> there were one season, I think Newcastle finished below them, and the only reason Leicester did not get relegated was because of George Ford. They were atrocious, but George Ford kept them going and kept them in. And now he's playing with Sale. Re- Sale of a good team. Uh, don't, there's no faster clerk. He's away in, no, he's not back in South Korea He's in Japan. Uh, playing but their 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 pack is wet their pack is strong. Um they'll be 2 will be two real big matches and you said I d I d I don't know if, if I I think Ulster can get I think Ulster can win their next their next three games. Whether they will or not is another thing. Um but like yeah. I, I'm I'm really excited to see them play these next three games uh, more so than what than some of the games they've played uh so so far because it'll be a real test. And it'll be great to see where this Ulster sides out. To be honest, I think I think they can take them. I really think they can take
0: them. Yeah, and look, we'll not ex- exhaust our discussions around these matches too much because there will be podcasts and preparation for and after these games. But guys, thank you so much. That was really good chat today. Uh, I think we covered most things to do with that game. So thanks, Jack, and thanks, Ross, for joining me. Nice thanks look. very much for having me. Thanks, Peter. That's great, guys. Thank
1: you. Hello the Red Hand visitors. This is Jonathan Moore from SS Moore Sports in Belfast. We're just opposite the front door of the City Hall, onto Chester Street, where we've been since 1950. We again, like most other years, carry kind a of full range of the Ulster Rugby product. We do hoodies, tees, polos, jackets, gilets, scarves, hats, luggage. We do adults and kids. And that can be either seen in store or online at ssmsports.co.uk. Hope to see you guys soon and don't forget, to shop local. William Carlyle coaching helping yo-yo dieters stop living their life on a diet and achieve long-lasting fat loss results We've helped hundreds of dieters ditch the strict boring and bland diets whilst losing 15 pounds minimum in 90 days This is all done with the fit for life transformation program It's the counterintuitive approach to weight loss and will change your life forever if you want to know more Grab your phone or pen and paper to write down my social accounts. On Instagram, it's at William Carlisle Coaching. On Facebook, it's just William Carlisle. If you'd be interested in learning more, drop me a message and let's chat.